and welcome into the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. I'm your host, Jake Miller, alongside Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, intern Jack. Uh, guys, I'll be honest, not a lot happened worth noting except for the fact that North Carolina had a less than stellar performance. Brett, I'm pretty sure you actually had Miami on the spread well, last they night. They were getting 14 points. I mean, That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, they... They played a couple weeks ago and... Uh, North Carolina only won by three. And last night they only won by four. I mean, the thing is, like, you watch Miami, and at the end of the first half I was looking at this game, I'm like, okay, well, North Carolina's going to pull away, but Miami might still cover. And at one point I was like, oh, my goodness, Miami might win this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then R.J. Davis was... happened. <laughs> yeah, can... 42 is nuts. Yeah, set a record, right? That, I mean, that's just North insane. Carolina record. I think Tyler, he broke Tyler Hansborough's those points. You know what would have happened? Forty-two points is a lot in a college game. Oh yeah, I mean definitely. It's, I mean that's a, it's lot, a lot in any, any game, game, really. But well, yeah. The fact of the matter is, he college. did it in a college game. Yeah, absolutely. Is absolutely insane. You know what would have happened if Miami had won, right? What's that, Marcus? Court storm. Turn over chain. 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 Friendly that's reminder. That's kind of what cost him last Instead, night. Instead, they're fifteen yeah, ironic, and fourteen. Huh? Quite ironic. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much how it went. And of course, Miami team that recently went to a Final Four has uh, kind of fallen off the wagon. Six and twelve in conference play right now. Yeah, no, they've they've definitely struggled. I know they played without two of their better players last night, which made it even more surprising. It was a close game, um, but I mean, yeah, no, North Carolina's good though. I mean, they're gonna be tough out for sure. They got them as a one seed right now. So. For some reason, has anyone noticed how close we are to March Madness? Has anyone paid attention to how close we really the are? SEC tournaments, what in three weeks? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean we're really close. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Maybe I should just make a hack job performance of that song, and instead of playing the morning stroll when everybody argues, we can just play that since it's March. That's our version of March Madness, because that's what this show turns into sometimes, is nothing but madness. And it's quite entertaining, even when I go back to listen to it. It's very entertaining, just to hear everyone just go back and forth and be what it is. One of the things that we talked about yesterday, and Marcus, you brought it up um, and marked the tape with Marcus Young, was court storming. Ah, yeah. And you've got everybody chiming in. The one that really got me was Stephen A. Smith saying that these universities won't hire real security. Well, let me ask you all this. How many security uh, companies can you really choose from? I mean, don't they just use local? Yeah, they're not. there's not many of them. Yeah. It's not like they're going to send in the National Guard <laughs> try to stop a court storming. Right. Like, they're not going to put police out there in riot gear. To stop a court storming. I mean, that's just disrespectful to anyone that has ever worked security at any event, period. Like, you're basically saying, well, these guys aren't good enough to stop a court storming. Guess what? Nobody's good enough to stop a court storming. Again, the court storming isn't the issue. It was the players that caused the injuries. Like, Caitlin Clark got hurt because she... Because Caitlin Clark. You don't hear... How many court stormings have they been? You don't hear about players ever getting hurt. Well, no, this is the first year in which you really heard about it. I mean, Creighton just did it the other day when they beat UConn. Nobody got hurt. No. Nobody, you know, nothing happened. No, you know why? Why? 
because nobody tried to initiate contact and get themselves hurt. And the coach called a timeout to get his – I mean, granted, that was a 20-point game. This was – but if you read the thing, Duke was uh, down four with two seconds left. Wake called a timeout to pull the starters off to get an ovation. Mm-hmm. Filipowski, it's fine if you want to be in the game, but he could have stood on the sideline close to the bench. Mm-hmm. Buzzer goes, boom, you're in the locker room like we talked about. Yeah. Careful now because if you, you're blaming the players and uh, – Yes, I am. I don't know if you saw what Greeny said on on TV. He says, you're an idiot if you're blaming the players. Who said that? Greeny. Greenberg. Greenberg. Mike Greenberg. You think I give a damn I'm just, no, what I'm just, he has to I'm say? Just along well, the I mean, Jay Billis is out there saying they should keep everybody on the court and give them citations. Yeah, yeah, I know. He said keep everybody on the court and give them citations. Did you yes. see what uh, Jefferson said about that? Yeah. He was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's yeah. laughable. Yeah, let's uh, let's bash the police, but hey, I'm going to support the police here and you know give a oh, citation no. to the thousands of kids that rushed the court. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. main part of this idiotic is that you're try- you're going to try to detain like what thousands of people like, that at happening. least at least hundreds. You know, for a court storming. Now, field storming, you're probably having to cite thousands. Like, there's not yeah, – none of that's that. possible. Like, that's what these people need to get through their head. And these are people that are so ingrained in media bias and ESPN and CBS and whoever telling them exactly what to say. This is the only answer that you're going to get out of them is, well, the security's not good enough. Or cite the fans. You know, write citations. Oh, well, I can remember a few years ago in which you were basically bashing cops. So now you want the cops to do more? Where I, I, where do you stand? I, I don't know. So I've got some uh, news on that. Sure. Apparently Kyle Filipowski avoided a major injury but was still, quote, a little bit sore on Monday, two days Boo-hoo. after the collision, uh, with a fan that left him hobbled during a court storming incident. Uh, left the, him hobbled, Brett. Yeah. Apparently, the incident left Filipowski supporting a bag of ice on his right knee. Oh, Jack, they had to get the bag of ankle. ice. Right. That's what I was about to bring up. They it had w- to get the bag of ice. Oh, my went, God. It went from his ankle. Not the bag of ice. Went from his ankle to his knee to not needing a test to just being sore. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty special, you know, what, what Duke players go through. I don't care. I'm just telling they you. They had to get the bag of ice, Marcus. It's not about the bag of not ice. Not the bag of that's ice. Not, that's not even the thing. It's the thing that he it's, said he sprained his ankle after the game. Now it's his knee. Yeah, that's that's the main point there is that his injuries changed. It did look like his knee more so than his ankle. That's like Bobby happened. Boucher's mama at dinner with Coach Klein, and he asked, what part of the snake am I about to eat? Well, it really doesn't have parts, but I think it's his knee. Yeah. So he said he sprained his ankle. Coach Shire did after the game at least. And now it's come out that it's his knee. Like, yeah, like what is it? I think it's it? probably just, yeah, right leg or something. I don't know. But Kyle Smollett should be his new name. <laughs> Not Filipowski. Kyle Flopikowski. Kyle Smollett. So, I mean, seriously. I mean, this feels like they're just playing along because he's probably going to play. When do they play again? Tonight? I think tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. He's going to be playing tomorrow. They play Louisville, so he'll probably sit out. No, they play the- Louisville at home. Okay, if they – yeah, I mean, you don't really need them for that. Louisville's nah. garbage. garbage. Yeah, Louisville's got two wins in the conference. Of course, Tennessee getting set to take on Auburn tomorrow in Thompson Bowling Arena, in which these last four games, as we mentioned yesterday, are pivotal. Pivotal. Very, very important games that are going to lead into March Madness. It's basically going to determine if you get the one seed or not. Now, I don't know how much they're actually factoring in conference tournaments at this point. I don't. 
But just to the naked eye, right now I think Tennessee should get that fourth number one spot. Yeah, it's weird they have – well, bracket – well, one – I think – no, uh, Lardy has Arizona at the one seed, but CBS has North Carolina as the one seed. The I hate Joe Lenardi. That I go by. And Well, CBS is the more surprising when they're having North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina is barely a top ten team. They're ranked ninth. Yeah, yeah they're not even a two seed eighth, technically yeah. in that way. So. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, and, and that just proves there's no real logic going into this. I mean, when you have humans making the decisions, guess what? There's going to be error. Yeah. And people want to bash on it, but the BCS, when that was still a thing, people complained because it was on a computer – and it didn't, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, Brett? It didn't equivalent to the human eye. Yeah. Well, now you have humans making the decisions, and there are errors in that decision-making. I think there have been errors in the past with the selection committee. There's going to continue to be errors with the selection committee. There's no real fixing this problem. Period. I think there's been a couple of times in which Tennessee probably should have got a one seed, whether that be with Bruce Pearl or Rick Barnes. But, I mean, this year, I mean, there's nothing that I look at that says Tennessee should not be a number one seed. I think if you win your next four, even if you lose first round of the SEC tournament, because right now, if it to work out, you would lose to, like, a Kentucky. But, like, I think the seeding right now, if it ended today. That's fine. You know, like, an SEC tournament would be possibly your – well, maybe not them. I can't remember who it was. I saw – a a standings or yeah. possible tournament bracket right now, but well, and as you all you know, your next four, I mean, like when we talked to Rusty, right? And I mean, when you talked when we talked to Rusty a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about you know if we if we win the conference outright in the regular season, going into conference tournament play, your lineup should be Freddie DeLeon, Cameron Carr. Who else can we throw out there? Estrella, Estrella, Phillips, Estrella Phillips, I mean, and Jordan Gay. Jefferson. I mean, I mean, throw DJ Jefferson out there. And you just play them all 40 minutes, and you save everybody else for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> It'll never happen, but, I mean. I mean, it's a meaningless tournament. Yeah. Well, for maybe, like, teams like us. But. For teams like us, yes. But the real benefit, or the benefiters of beneficiaries, excuse me, Real beneficiaries of a conference tournament are your Ivy League schools. Schools like that. Horizon League. A-Sun. Not really the A-10 anymore because they're probably going to get a couple of teams in. But conferences like that. SoCon. Those conferences are going to benefit from a conference tournament. Teams in the SEC, unless you're at the bottom of the barrel in the SEC and win it, there's no real benefit to you playing. Same with the Big 12. Same with the ACC. Really the same for the Big Ten. Every other conference, yeah, guess what? you got to fight and claw your way in. And it creates good basketball. But as far as Tennessee is concerned, I would not I would not overexert myself in the conference tournament. Because, Brett, you think that we can win these last four games. I do. I really do. I mean, I think we're the best out of those games. I think we're the better team in all four of those games. Uh, but, I mean – can only take them one at a time, and Auburn's going to be a tough test. And it is. You know, is going to be a tough test. You're going to have to play your best basketball. I mean, you know, I know it's going to be hotly contested. Pearl's back in town, and I mean, 
it's it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited. These are our last four. Personally, I I think this just helps you in March because you could run into four quality teams just like you're going to do these next couple weeks. You know, they're spaced out kind of like almost like an NCAA tournament would be. You know, kind of right. thing. So it's this is only going to help you. I mean, this is and you know it's going to help you play in your best basketball and it's going to bring out hopefully our best basketball. We shouldn't come out like a day's cool like mm-hmm. like you're playing a Missouri and Columbia or an A and M. You know, you're. You know you're going on the road to hostile environments. Yes. You know, tournament teams. And realistically, I know we uh, we look at this like, golly, this is a four-game gauntlet at yeah. the end of the year. But honest to God, say we win these next four games, we're going to look back on these four and say that was the best thing that could have happened to us. Because that's if you win all four, you're solidified as a number one seed. And I if Tennessee agree. does not get a number one seed after that, then I don't know what the selection committee's problem is. No, I, I totally agree. I I mean, you win the SEC regular season, and some have said it's the best conference this year. Top, I mean, uh, at least at the top. You know, I think some of the other conferences are a little down. I mean, Purdue's got an easy – I feel like Purdue's in an easy conference, and UConn, and, I mean, Big 12's kind of a little bit down. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that, but um, but I don't know. I think if you win all, all four of these games, I think you're definitely a one seed. I mean, you're almost a one seed without playing them. So you are. I mean, you probably should be a one seed, but Marcus, what say you? Oh, I say a lot of things. I, I know you say a lot of things. We hear those things every single day. Thank you. But if Tennessee wins these last four, are you going to look back on these last four and say that's what solidified the number one seed for us? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, these next four games are going to be what it what it is because once again, we've talked about it before. Even if we get past and get deep into the SEC tournament, they have stated those games, the the later games don't matter. So let's say we sweep these four, go into the championship and, and lose the SEC championship playoffs at the very end and somehow get a two seed. I have some big questions for big old Joe because he told us it didn't matter. So, yeah, if we win these four, there's no reason why we shouldn't be a one seed. And Jordan Moore, our friend, has chimed in. You win these last four, you got to take into account that is four more quad one wins. Yeah, I think that would put us at nine, which yeah. I think would be the most. Yeah. I mean, I, that's depending on who these other teams play. I know Carolina's got Duke in, so that's a quad one. I'm not sure about everybody else. But, uh, I mean, right now you'd play the winner of Ole Miss and LSU in their first round of the SEC tournament mm-hmm. if it would end it, and then you get the winner of – uh, Kentucky and South Carolina. So, I don't know. I I personally just <laughs> – I wouldn't mind ha- sweeping both of them. I, you know? I would love it. You know, I think that would be pretty pretty awesome and just solidify a number one seed going into March and one of the heavy favorites to cut down the nets uh, there as well. Jack, what say you, man? Yeah, I think um, we got a good shot in all these last four games. And, yeah, even if we go three and one, a strong tournament performance um, – should definitely get us a one seed. I'm looking forward to it. There you have it. Because I don't want to lose to any of these teams. You don't like Auburn. You don't like Kentucky. You don't like Bama. And you especially don't want to lose South Carolina. I think they're not – I think they just – they have overachieved, obviously, but we owe them one. And we, we do – I think we do pretty well when we go to Columbia, you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, and think about this too, man. They're, I just hate losing, man. I just don't want to lose. I hate losing more than anybody. The thing is, I just like when people say, "Oh, I think we're going to drop one." Why? Why have that attitude? You know why? Why do you think you're going to drop one? 
because the month you're of March the fourth is fourth ranked team in the country. You're top of Ken Palm. You got the best player in the country. You're gonna have the you're gonna have the best player on the court at all times. Zakai's playing well. Adu's been a monster recently. You know he's gonna have a tough test, and hopefully he can continue to play. A walk is coming on. Go win these games. Stop BSing around. Go go win these games. I don't want to lose these games. I don't either. You know. And has anybody ever noticed? It's like I hate Florida. I hate Alabama. I hate Georgia, and I hate Kentucky. Like, it's just embedded in me. There's one team that just aggravates me more than anybody, though, and it's South Carolina. Yeah. Because in football, they really have. They've been the most competitive rivalry that we've had. Even though we don't really consider them a rival, they consider us one. Why? I don't know. I mean, they're basically like Missouri. They just come into the SEC because they're not an original SEC team. They didn't get to the SEC until 92 right? when Arkansas joined. And they were like, okay, we're just going to pick a team to hate. Uh, Tennessee, you've invaded Myrtle Beach too much. You're going to be our rival is what it felt like. Yeah. Sorry, Missouri. Nobody really wants to go to Branson. <laughs> just When is the last time anybody in here sat down and was like, okay, where do I want to go on vacation this year? You know, I really want to go to Branson, Missouri. Isn't there something there, like the basketball? Isn't there uh, some sort of Hall of Fame there or something? I don't know. Maybe I don't I'm know, wrong. but that is the Gatlinburg of Missouri. I can't remember. And I hate Gatlinburg. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. What? I feel like people love Gatlinburg. Why do you hate it? Because all you can do is go up there and spend money. Yeah. I think that's the point. <laughs> It might be the point, Marcus. I don't enjoy just going up and wasting money. And you know what's bad is you can't stop yourself. You see one of them good them good uh, hot dogs at one of the stands. They're putting grilled onions on top of it. A little bit of chili. You know, all the toppings are like jalapenos. And you can't help but just buy it. I hate to say this to you, Jake. That sounds like a you problem if you can't stop yourself from buying a hot dog with onions and chili on it. I'm going to kick your ass. That's Stay fair. with us. <laughs> the G.I. Jake Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, a mile away. just had to take a phone and I just took a smile away. She said I'm too drunk and crazy. She don't like the way I dance. I said you don't have to join it. She said she'd take a chance. I've been Back here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Athletic Director of Alabama, Greg Byrne, went as far as saying he thinks teams should have to forfeit in scenarios like the Duke-Wake Forest game. Like, this is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with people that are really, really book smart and don't have a lick of common sense. Basically, every Vanderbilt graduate ever. So they're going to play a full game, and then the team's going to lose because they rush the court. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you, Greg Byrne. You ain't going to have to worry about that anymore because your football team's about to suck. Alabama's going 8-4 and this year. You marking that down? Mark that down. I got to wait before I make that. They're going 8-4. and And I can't wait to watch the implosion. 
of that fan base. I'd agree if Milrow wouldn't come back. One of their idiot fans looked at the college baseball rankings. Alabama's ranked number 16. They thought the Arkansas A was their A. Oh, my God. We're ranked number two? No, you're not. You don't even know your own logo. You know why? Because you're from Alabama. What's worse, cesspool? Everything in Alabama besides Orange Beach and Gulf Shores? Or Gainesville, Florida? I can't say I've ever been to Gainesville. There's a reason they call it the swamp. <laughs> I'm good just watching it garbage. from TV. It's just garbage down there, man. Tuscaloosa is garbage. They're all garbage. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so excited. Who you got, Marcus? I haven't heard from this man in a long time. I'm happy to introduce Titans Bill. Titans Bill. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? How's it going, guys? It's going great, buddy. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'll tell you what's Oh, no. Well, Marcus, you hadn't heard from him in a long time. Oh, there, there we are. Titans Bill, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still Oh, you're cutting in and out, buddy. Trying to tell him to call back. Here, uh, yeah. Titans yeah. Bill, give us a call back. See if you can get a better signal. Go to that one spot in the kitchen in which We're you always. Place. Titans Bill, give I'll, us a call back, buddy. I'll hop on there with him. Please do. Oh, my goodness. So, I don't even know what we were talking about just then. Uh, uh, bigger cesspool. Uh, the bigger cesspool is probably Alabama. <laughs> as soon as you cross in that state line, you know, I enjoy going to Orange Beach, Alabama, right? Probably one of my favorite places to go, right? You got Florabama. You've got a bunch of good restaurants down there. You do your grocery shopping in Florida because it's right across the state line. Don't have to pay as much there as you do in Alabama. But everything else in Alabama, trash. Trash. Talladega? Dude, other than the racetrack, that place is not a good place to visit. <laughs> All right, we got TB. Let's get him back in here. Titans, Bill. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. And, okay, I'll tell you what's going what's hurting Alabama. A lot of the players are abandoning ships and other schools. Mm-hmm. The transfer portal, and also now getting. Um, didn't uh, our football program at UT steal one of their top assistants? Yes, they did. Hired him as a linebacker's coach. Yeah, so there. They're on the down climb, uh, TB. Well, they don't have uh, that coach anymore either. No, they're not yeah. getting the saving discount anymore. Yeah, That's true. Oh, of course, look at it this way, guys. Before the NIL came, Alabama has always cheated. They have always paid their players, and the NCAA has always let them get away with it. They have. It's a fact with my hand up. That it is, Titans, Bill. You know, financing an $80,000 muscle car and then going to the car wash and holding up about $25,000 cash. All of this occurred when Punk and Clark Lowlife Emmert was in charge of the NCAA. That's a great point. Not wrong. 
Because why? He's afraid of Nick Saban. Those those guys that were in charge of the NCAA at the time, like they they were they chose their best friends when it came to certain coaches for sure. I think we lost because time. Saban, there he is. Because Saban is probably letting them letting uh, Emmert know you in me, and I'll tell and I'll tell them what what kind of dirty dealings you did when you were. Pre- than at LSU because he was president of LSU when he was when when Saban was was head coach at LSU when uh, Emmert was president if my mind serves me correctly I think you are correct so I think that maybe Saban has the goods on Emmert and that's the reason why Emmert didn't want to fool with Saban didn't want to deal with Saban. No, because he knew where the bodies were buried. Yeah. Because they, he's probably the one. Actually, yeah, he would have been. Mark Emmert would have been the president at LSU yeah, that's what he was saying. when Rohan Davey was getting paid through money that was supposed to have went to the Baton Rouge Children's Hospital. Yeah. Yeah, they want you to forget about that one. They know too many things. Titansville, I have a, I have a quick uh, NFL question for you. Do you What's that? Do you want an offensive lineman for the Titans in the first round, or do you want to go with a skilled position wide receiver or, or something else? Bowers. <laughs> or Bowers, yeah. I want Brock Bowers. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. Go after an offensive lineman, and then in the second round, round – yeah, I think round two is probably the best spot for a wide receiver. That's what I think, anyways. Titans, Bill, we appreciate the phone call, buddy. So, more about this Brock Bowers stuff, Marcus. Oh, don't do this to me. Why, why are you so against the Titans drafting Brock Bowers? Because we don't – he's not worth it for seven. He is worth it for yeah, seven. You need – no. Brock Bowers is needed he in is, Nashville. He is needed, but there's – Bigger needs. <laughs> if they had a better offensive line, I'd say go for it. Listen, but they don't. Now, you need if you, if, skill if players, those, which I don't think Brock they will Bowers be. Is if those, a great if those skill two, player. If those two tackles are off the board, then maybe you have a conversation. But which they're not going to be. You're going to get either all or that other guy from Penn State, who are really good, and they can be there for 10, 12 years. If you draft Bowers an offensive, has already no, been proven to no. be injury prone in college. Well, here's the thing: if you draft an offensive lineman in the first round, you need to be punched in the nose. Seven has to be an absolute game changer. What do you mean you need to be punched in the nose? What are you talking about? There's never a reason to take a non-skilled player in the first round. Absolutely. What? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, Jake. Get, I mean, give me a defensive lineman. Give me a linebacker. <laughs> give me a secondary guy. You're give me a wide receiver. Me, give me a tight end. Give me a quarterback. You're telling me like Trent Williams wasn't worth it. As a first-round, Zach Martin, who's probably the best guard in the NFL, who was yeah. a first-round pick. Yeah. What's the left tackle that the Dallas started? Something Smith? Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. He Trey was a first-rounder? Come on. Well, Trey Smith was Trey a sixth-rounder. Sixth you're, you're, you're not helping. You're not helping. <laughs> See, Trey Smith, one of the best offensive linemen in the league, drafted in the I sixth round. I did just round. help his case. You yeah, helped his case, not mine. Yeah, I don't mean. know what you were thinking there. He's a ball. Darnell Wright, first round. Yeah. Well, how many times do you hear his name? Not enough, which is what you want out of an offensive lineman. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If you want to be able to put up points, 
you want to be able to put up points, you have to draft a skilled player. Or if you need to improve your defense, you draft a skilled position. You're insane. I'm not insane. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you how it is, Marcus. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pulling up some of the best O-linemen that were drafted in the first round. You can do whatever you want. I'm just saying the Titans need to draft Brock Bowers in the first round. I just He might go first round, but he's not going to go top ten. You don't think he'll go top ten? I don't think so. I think he's going number seven. <laughs> I think he's going number seven. Lane, Lane, Johnson, Lane Johnson was a first-round pick. He's one of the best right tackles to ever Ooh. play. There are four linemen taken in the top – 11 last year. Whoa. Laramie Tunsil, he's pretty good. He was drafted first. Was he the one with the mask? Yeah. <laughs> he Tristan, got drafted by Tristan the Dolphins Wirfs. and got traded. That's just absolutely insane. It's not insane. The Titans, Quentin Nelson. The Titans need to draft Brock Bowers if he is still available at number seven. No, but I'm just saying, like, you can't, you can't tell me that, like, you need to be punched in the nose if you take an offensive lineman in the first round for what the Titans need. That's definitely they can't what they need keep the most. Quarterback upright. What do you mean? <laughs> well, Marcus. I watched daily for a season. To watch Daly be your offensive tackle. Dillard got way too much money. He was a first rounder, but he didn't pan out for for Philly or for us. You're not gonna get the ball to Brock Bowers if if the the idiot quarterback in Nashville can't stand up. Well, and you gave that big contract to Taylor Lewan, and this is where it really comes from. You give that big contract to he Taylor Lewan. He was Lewan. good too for a while before he got hurt. Well, he became a podcaster instead of a football well, he player. Hurt. He became a podcaster. NFL.com has Brock Bowers going to 18 to the Bengals. <sighs> Pencil in that Super Bowl the for Titans Cincinnati. Are project, or says uh, the guy from Penn State because Alt's off the board at five for the Chargers. Marcus, didn't you say a few weeks ago on Mark the Tape with Marcus Young that the Bengals would win the Super Bowl? Yes, because that is what the NFL script writers want because guess where the Super Bowl is going to be? Narlins. Narlins. So, but you said they're on the Chiefs' side. Right, the NFL. I didn't say the NFL script writers and the oh, NFL they want are, Mahomes are two there, different right? things. But they want Mahomes. Right? The NFL loves Patrick Mahomes. The script writers are going to write the the right script, which is so. Setting. When they play each other in the AFC Championship, how's the script going to go? When they're playing in Kansas well, City, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's going to get revenge on the two times he's got screwed in the playoffs. <laughs> Think about it like this. Let's let's talk about it in wrestling terms. Even though I don't understand wrestling, you have the writers. And you got the management. They don't always align. No. They don't always align. The management wants the villains to win. The writers, hey, Mahomes, we, we're going to need you to blow this game for us so the script will be Burrow goes back to New Orleans is what you're saying. What I'm saying is the script writers are giving him and saying, listen, you're going to lose to Burrow because he's better and he's <laughs> he's not better. And he's Easy. going to win the, Easy. He's going to win the better. Super Bowl in New better, Orleans. My God. And management saying, how I dare you do, do this? this? How dare you treat our our perfect golden boy Patrick oh, Mahomes Roger Goodell would be in fits thing is don't act like they're not the villains you, you can pretend that they're, they're not Marcus, what do you mean? here's the thing Marcus if they draft Brock you, Bowers go ahead and pencil it in you either die here. I'll make the futures bet the day that it happens you either die here or you live long enough to become to a Bowers. villain what to are they going to give what are they, they ain't going to replace Kelsey Chris Jones Chris Jones is They'd be, have to get a lot back 
for okay. them for than just the 18th overall pick. They don't have anything, and they still went to the Super Bowl. What do you mean they don't have anything? What do they have? What do you mean? You told me they didn't have anything. They have no receivers. They, they don't have, have any receivers. Okay. Who did they throw to besides Kelsey? Rhett Rasheed Rice. They, didn't, they threw him the ball like one time in the first okay. half. What are you and talking about? And they won a about? Super Bowl, so they don't need it. I'm just saying they could. They traded up to get Mahomes. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah. you know who They're else the traded up? franchise all, going You know right who now. else traded up? The Bears traded up for Trubisky in that same draft. How did that work out for them? It didn't because they're not the Chiefs. Exactly. Trading up the – no, no. It's not because of the Chiefs. Don't the act Chiefs like, were picking like 25-28. Chiefs they haven't up been anything until Andy Reid got there. What do okay. you mean? Okay. Again, the, so, Chief, the Eagles let go of him. They wouldn't have got the best coach on the market. Yeah, they had like the – also, by the way, I think they had like one of Why the, is this an Andy Reid thing? Because you're acting like the Chiefs have been there forever and they haven't. The last six years, all we've known is the Chiefs. Brett, I'm going to kick your ass. Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Making a better buck of soda ain't rocket science. I have never seen a man so happy than when I hear you listen or see you listen to the song. What is wrong with the song? It's nothing wrong with the song. I just this song like makes you it puts you in like the best mood ever. I, it's Jack is vibing over here. Jack vibes to everything. That song's a banger. Brett, what's your ruling on Any Meeny with Sean that's Kingston and Justin that's Bieber? It's a good song. It is a very good song. I Why, didn't say it's a bad song. Why do you song? hate it, Marcus? I didn't say I hate it. I just said I've never it's seen a little someone bumper. Someone vibes so much to a song before. You, like this song, like if you ever get into an argument or like you're really angry, I'm just going to play that song to like bring you back down, you know? You can just play the argument song. That's also a banger. That also gets him pretty happy yeah. too, yeah. You've chosen songs that make you happy. Yes. It's like all the instrumentals that we used to have in the system. One of which used to be our hour two intro. Uh, that we can't use anymore. Yeah, so then I had to protest with royalty-free music. Which, ironically, has now become so ingrained into our brains. We can't help but enjoy it. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I get DMs. What is the name of that song? People say they hear it, and they just instantly laugh. Because they know something is about to happen. Oh, I mean, it. look. It brings something out of us. Well, especially when you get into an argument... It kind of helps diffuse it a little bit, you know, when someone, for whatever reason, says you need to be punched if you draft an offensive lineman in the first round, despite the fact that literally Joe Alt might be, like, a future left tackle, like, all pro, someone that could, like, lead you into the future. And oh, you missed it last week, man. What'd you say last week? I said that LeBron James, the reason Delonte West is homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that was a wild story. Yeah. I forgot about that. I can't believe that y'all had never heard of that. Hmm. Marcus wow. knows what I'm referencing. Yeah. What? Yeah. How do you know that? Do you even know what it is? It was a it big is? story. That dude, yeah, because it was a huge deal because, like, he – That uh, he supposedly slept with his mom, LeBron's mom? I heard that rumor, but, like, yeah. I knew about him being homeless. Yeah. yeah. Like, I knew all that stuff. Yeah. But, I had no idea about the – if it was true about LeBron's mom and Delonte, and it doesn't even 
I don't buy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of weird stories that go around about players and their moms. There was one in the <laughs> NHL for a while too. Oh yeah, uh, Corey Perry. Yeah. Connor Bedard's mom. Could you imagine? Like, obviously, probably, it's not true. It's yeah. obviously not true. Well, but he's not on be. the team anymore, is he? Is he still playing with the? Uh, no, they they no they bought him out. No, yeah. so the reason they I don't know if it's okay to talk about. It. I guess it is. He. He had it was also situation. a rumor, right? They said it was a – Oh, it 100% was a rumor. Yeah. But it, he, he did have some sort of situation that happened while under the influence of alcohol, and he got – he apologized or something, too. I mean, something yeah, obviously happened. They bought out his contract or terminated his contract. He's now in Edmonton? Yeah, I don't know. He was able to get permission from the league to, to come back. But, yeah, the rumor was that he uh, – him and Bernard's mom had – Relations during the Mother's Day weekend trip. Yeah. Oh, that was the rumor. It's not true. And what's even funnier is Ugh. Chicago had to release a statement and say <sighs> any rumors about other players and family members is not true. It's like it was just the fact that they had to put a statement out was hysterical. I hate Chicago Blackhawks. I absolutely despise them and their fan base. You know how you hate Florida yeah. and, and their fan base? That's and, that's who you hate the most? In the hockey world, Chicago Blackhawk fans, I hate – they are the absolute worst. They they act like they earned Connor Bedard, and they didn't. They had Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and, and had a dynasty. And then they had, like, what, two, maybe three bad years – like truly bad years. Yeah. And then they just luck into the draft. They were supposed to get like the third or fourth overall pick. Got mm-hmm. lucky in the lottery and got Connor Bedard, a guy who's going to be a star in this league for years to come. I was excited to root for this kid until he, he until he went to Chicago. Now I hate this kid. Now now I, want, I was happy to see that he has to wear a cage because he hurt his face. Like I, I that's how I feel. 17, 18 year old. I'm happy he got hurt. You are out of control. That's how I feel about Chicago, dude. Th- those fan, those fans are insane. Uh, hate them. How many did they win in that dynasty run? It was like three, three. in five years three, or something. Yeah. Jeez. yeah, they won three, which is not easy to do. That's fair. Um, three. Yeah, like two of them were. I think Pittsburgh won the other one in there somewhere because they kept playing each other in the in the finals, right? Uh, I believe. The first one was Pittsburgh. Oh no, you're thinking Pittsburgh and Detroit played each other a lot during those years too. But no, who did Chicago? Chicago beat Philly one year. The Flyers. Uh, I can't remember who the other two. Were. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, yeah, I, I hate Chicago. Three and five years. That sounds familiar, Brad. Yeah, t- 2010, 2013, and 2015. And you know who were the villains of the NHL were at that time? You know who the villains were at the NHL at that time? The Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. They are the villains. The same way the Chiefs are the villains. Okay. Don't boo me. Just say three and five. I don't need to say anything. The the Chiefs are going to continue going to be doing that. Why are we talking about hockey? Uh, We talk about NASCAR. At least give us some hockey. No. (laughs) NASCAR good. Hockey bad. Oh, I can't wait. I have some. I have a fun little statement. I'm going to say. Oh, go right, go right no, ahead. I'll save it for my no, second. No, you better yeah, go right ahead. Save uh, hockey's better than NASCAR. Really? You get to fight in hockey. You get to fight in NASCAR. Yeah. I've never seen a fight. You in get NASCAR. to wreck each other. You've never seen a fight in NASCAR, Marcus. You cannot be serious right now. 
Don't watch NASCAR. You've never seen a fight fun. in NASCAR? Look up NASCAR fights. You, just, you see people driving around in circles. Hockey, at least, they, they just go back and forth. <laughs> I like the back and forth more than the circles. Buddy, you're really wanting it today, ain't you? What, what? On that ass whipping that's about to come your way. I'm, I'm just saying. Hockey players, they uh, it's more exciting. See when they score, see when they fight. You don't, you don't, you you have to stay there and watch the whole game because you don't know what's going about to happen. NASCAR, theoretically, you could walk into the the building, and you could go and just goof off for like an hour, and then go, okay, now it's time to watch the end of the race. You think that's how that works? What about the stage finishes, Marcus? The what? The stage finishes. They get you playoff points. These, you're speaking Latin to me right now. Yeah. Divided in three segments, just like hockey. The, well, they're not segments. They're, you know, periods, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Playoff hockey goes hard, I must say. Playoff NASCAR goes even harder. Playoff NASCAR, is it 1v1? No. That'd be cool, honestly. Have they ever done that? No. I feel like that might be cooler. No, because like, there, there wouldn't be any drafting. It, it'd just be... Also, It'd just be garbage. Cooler trophy. Cooler trophy? Stanley Cup. Have you seen the Daytona 500 trophy? The Stanley Cup is the best trophy in all sports. Have you seen the NASCAR Cup Series trophy? I saw during that like three almost tie race, the guy held up a taco pinata, it looked like. Marcus. It was Daniel Suarez. Was that he- not the trophy? No. Oh. Oh, my God. Because when he got out of the car, they handed him the, the thing. I was like, oh, that's an interesting trophy. That's how he celebrates. Like Ross Chastain, when he wins, he's a watermelon farmer in his spare time. That's his family's business. He smashes a watermelon. Oh, okay. Tony Stewart climbed the fence. All right. Carl Edwards did backflips. It's pretty fun to watch, actually. Brett can tell you all about that. Backflips? Yeah, oh, the, yeah. the Carl Edwards backflips. Oh, yeah. Every time he wanted to do a backflip. Marcus, what is your – why do you hate NASCAR? I don't hate is it. Is it because your guy Anthony Alfredo? He got robbed. I will say that. Yeah, he got robbed. But, you know, that's on a side note. Marcus, but, no, he's I, not even going to be in contention for a win, period. Alfredo's soft. Soft racer. You need to take that back right now. Talk to him, Jack. Just you and your out-of-pocket comments. You've been doing it all day. Just look at the numbers, man. It's not our fault. Analytics. That, it's not our fault that you chose a driver that could not compete. I chose a driver that had heart. Sorry. Sorry that I believe in someone that has heart. Why not at least pick one of the good guys like Michael McDowell? One of the good guys? Yes. I think Alfredo is a good guy. He's, He's a villain. By the way, <laughs> you've seen, never seen NASCAR fights. Have you seen Bubba Wallace? Michael McDowell accidentally got into him at Bristol, and it ripped the you know, whole front fender off his car. So Bubba Wallace just threw it into the guy's trailer. Oh, that's nice. Yes. And then he donated it to charity for an auction. Well, it doesn't sound much of like a fight then after that. I mean, Well, then you need to go watch Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer. You need to watch Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. Look up Ty Dillon, Dave, or, uh, Regan Smith. Look up some of those fights, man. You going to fight me still? Yes. Yes, I'm going to fight you. 
Okay. I don't know. Just saying, I think... Uh, just saying the trophy's better, the fights are better, apparently. It's really not. It, it's you. really how, not. How dare you? How let, dare you? Let me ask you this. Are you allowed to bring a cooler into a hockey game? No, but people sneaking catfish or squids. You can bring an entire cooler into a NASCAR race. It's an ongoing tailgate. It's a five-hour-long tailgate through the event. Five hours? I mean, such a long event. No, I mean, like pre-race and then through the race. I mean, you're going to be drinking some beer. You can drink beer at a hockey game. Yeah, but you have to pay for it. You can bring your own. Sneak it in if you do it the right way. No. Jack, where, me, you sta- Jack where do you me, stand sir? on this? Uh, I will say that that last race in NASCAR was maybe the coolest NASCAR thing I've ever seen, but NHL, I've actually watched them play off hockey before, and it's it's cool. Jack, you're next. Stay with us. Hour number one of the books. Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up?